0: Adding the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing.
1: I got me a and I sound like a robot.
0: But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaskan, Hawaii. Hello again everyone, I'm Joe Langanusa, welcoming you to another edition of Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. The show where industry leaders, golf professionals, and legends all come and discuss the great game we love so much. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our host to tell us who's next on the Tee. Chris, take it away.
2: Hey, thank you, Joe. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for coming back and joining me this morning on Next on the T. We know you have a lot of choices for shows and podcasts to listen to out there, and we really appreciate the fact that you've chosen to make Next on the T one of them. I am your host, Chris Mascaro, and I want to start off today's show by wishing all of you a very Merry Christmas. I hope you're uh, getting ready to join family and friends to celebrate uh, this wonderful time of year. For our military personnel tuning in around the world, if you're unable to be at home with your loved ones, well, please know you're in all of our hearts and minds. It's not just uh, at this time of year at Christmas, but the whole year through. We thank you for everything that you do. And uh, like I say, you uh, you live right here in all of our hearts. If it wasn't for what you do, there would be no us. Today, I have the extreme pleasure of getting repeat visits from a couple of great guys. First up this morning is going to be PGA Tour Superstore CEO Dick Sullivan, among other things, I'll chat with Dick about some of the great last-minute Christmas items that they have there available at the PGA Tour Superstore and PGAToursuperstore.com. We'll get some ideas of what are some of his favorite all-time Christmas gifts have been and uh, what's on the horizon for the PGA Tour Superstore in 2016. We'll talk about all of that and so much more when Dick joins me here in just a few moments. Following him will be PGA Tour pro Kenny Knox. This is going to be Kenny's third visit with us here on Next on the Tee. Kenny is a master with a putter in his hands and a wedge as well. He set three all-time putting records at the 1989 Heritage Classic. He holds the record for number of putts for nine holes, 18 holes, and 72 holes. We'll talk about that uh, and about, you know, he's got a great equipment line of wedges and putters, which speaks to what a genius he is with both of those things in his hands. So Kenny will be joining me a little bit later in this half hour. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. I am so glad that you're here to take the journey with me over the next hour or so. All right, next on the T, you know, is brought this week, uh, brought to you this week by our friends over at Seymour Putters. Let's uh, get things rolling, if you will, a little bit by hearing more about our friends over there.
0: Golfers, has this happened to you? Great drive. Perfect second shot on the green. Only the three or even four putts? Shaking your head all the way back to the cart. I have good news. Help is on the way with the Seymour Putter. The Seymour Putter Company's patented RST technology sets up the putter perfectly every time using a visible gun sight on the top line. Genius! It's like locking radar onto the target. In this case, the golf hole. Putting the golfer in perfect position to make a reliable and consistent stroke. The 1999 U.S. Open, 2007 Masters, and 2015 British Open champions all used, you guessed it, the Seymour putter. So if you're ready to make more putts, take strokes off your game, log on to Seymour.com. That's S-E-E-M-O-R-E.com and put a Seymour putter in your bag today.
2: Yeah, like Joe said, check out the putter technology to help win now three majors and 36 tour events and counting. Because this year's men's British Open champion was using a Seymour putter. And it's going to help you make more putts, too. I know it's been helping me. Check them out online at Seymour.com. That's S-E-E-M-O-R-E.com and get one in your bag. You're going to be very glad you did. We are also sponsored by the French Lick Resort up in French Lick, Indiana. Folks, if you want to talk about a spectacular resort to both play golf and to just relax and enjoy yourself out? well, there isn't a better place anywhere on the planet than the French Lick Resort. Go to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself. I had the privilege of taking my family there this summer. We're already looking forward to getting back there. The resort, it's historic. It's beautiful. It's got wonderful gardens out in the back and a huge relaxing rocking chair porch along the front. And the golf, my friends, oh my goodness, the golf. The Pete Dye is kept in championship condition year-round. They could be ready to play a major there at a moment's notice. This year, they hosted the Senior PGA Championship and the LPGA Legends Championship. So if you've always wondered what it would be like to play in a major, well, you can do that right up there at the French Lick Resort on the p Dye course. They also have the Donald Ross Design course, which is fantastic. It's the site of Walter Hagen's PGA Championship victory back in 1924. They've also got the Valley Lynx course on the property that dates back to 1907. So the French Lick Resort needs to be on your list of places to stay and play. And oh, by the way, my friends, they have a casino on the property as well. For more information and to book your stay, go to FrenchLick.com. Also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Allen Edmonds, maker of top quality made in the USA shoes. Folks, the shoes of great leaders from the Oval Office to corner offices to stage and screen and the promising cubicles all around the country are part of what make people successful. The right footwear is important on the carpets and the hardwood floors of our global economy. So get it right with made in the USA quality and value from Allen Edmonds. Allen Edmonds is an American original. They've been making shoes right here in the U.S. in Wisconsin since 1922. They are currently having a sale with $50 off selected shoes and boots, 50% off of their most popular dress shoe called The City. And don't forget, they've got great sports memorabilia items on there as well. As a guy from Pittsburgh, I still have visions of their Three River Stadium uh, uh, seat cuff. Uh, They've got little pieces of the seats actually made right into uh, cufflinks. Boy, I'm telling you, those are absolutely spectacular. I have visions of that dancing in my head this time of year. They also have baseball stadium uh, uh, you know, cufflinks made from pieces of the, you know, the seats and the, and the wood from places like Fenway Park and Yankee Stadium, Wrigley Field, to name just a few of those. Or how about a Jack Nicholas scorecard cover? How about that? How about a game-used bat bottle opener or, or a game-used baseball cufflinks? They also have you know, stuff for the hockey enthusiasts in your life, so many cool items on it, you just can't believe it. Go check it out online at allenedmonds.com. We also want to kick off the show like we do every single week by saluting the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military. A big thank you goes out to all of you for doing what you do to keep the rest of us safe. I also want to thank our veterans for all you've done for us over the years. We know that you and your families you know, either made or are making sacrifices every day for all of us, and that isn't overlooked or taken for granted, I promise you. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It's an honor for us to have Next on the TV be a part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. Also want to remind our veterans, be sure to check out globalvoiceforveterans.org, a great site with news and articles and a wealth of information specifically designed for our veterans that I'm sure you're going to find both interesting and beneficial for you. Again, check it out, globalvoiceforveterans.org, and then bookmark it. You're going to be happy with all the information you get to see right there on that site. All right, now back with me on the uh, Seymour Putters guest line is Dick Sullivan. Dick is the president and CEO of the PGA Tour Superstore. Prior to his current role, he was the executive vice president with the Atlanta Falcons, and prior to that, the chief marketing officer over at Home Depot. And I am thrilled that I get to have him next with me and next on the tee with me this morning, Good morning, Dick. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to be a part of the show again.
3: Good morning. Uh, first, thanks for having me on the show again, Chris. And also a special thank you to the men and women in the military who served and for making the ultimate sacrifice for our country. We're listening to the show. Happy holidays ah. to all.
2: Ah, thank you very much for adding that. That's fantastic. So, so Dick, you know, we're we're inside a week here now until Christmas. So, you know, a couple of questions for you. Looking back, what what are some of the your favorite presence that Santa has left under the tree for you over the years?
3: Well, I grew up in Boston and I I, I skated a bunch of pond hockey and, and uh hockey as a kid and so I'd say anything that had to do with sports, um, probably some new skates and new hockey sticks and new hockey equipment. Um that seemed to be the you know, the winter time gift. Uh I think I had to wait until summer to birthdays to to be able to get some new golf equipment. So I would, I would (laughs) say as a kid, I love to love to get new hockey equipment because I could use it right then on that Christmas day.
2: So, you know, uh, one other Christmas question, you know, before we move on to some other things, but I got it. What's your go-to movie this time? What's your favorite Christmas movie?
3: Boy, my favorite movie. Um, you know, I heard that it was fifty years ago the Charlie Brown Christmas. That's uh, right. Fifty years ago, it's almost hard to believe. And and I'm I'm gonna age myself that I I think I, I know I saw the first one,
2: so <laughs> uh,
3: I, I'd have to I'd have to say that's my favorite Christmas movie.
2: There you go. I'm right there with you, my friend. How about you? Love. How about
3: you, Chris? Which one?
2: Yeah, you no, I'm, on I'm, I'm right there with you. Now I also got to throw in there, Dick. You know, I'm a I'm a big a Christmas story fan. That's uh. You know, I I I'm the kid. I, I was I was Ralphie's little brother. I'm the kid that got wrapped up like a mummy at at wintertime. My mom <laughs> used to wrap me up. I couldn't put my arms down. That's me running around out there. There's, but, uh, some, there's yeah, so that's many good
3: it, ones. Wonderful life. And I'll even I'll even throw in the Grinch. If you want to have some good laughs with Jim Carrey, I think the Grinch
2: is okay too. Ah, there you go. All right, so so Dick, you know, looking at the PGA Tour Superstore, when you look around the store you know what, what are some of the hot items so far this year and for folks like me who who still have some shopping left to do what are some last minute items that you would suggest for the golf enthusiasts in our lives
3: well first of all uh you know holidays is such an exciting time of the year and gift giving is, is fun and special as we were just talking about And at our pga tour superstore our, our 23 stores and our robust online store we're primed and stocked with all kinds of gifts for 25 million golfers in america and, and those that are you know, just buying a, a golf focused holiday gift you know, for their favorite golfer. So there's still time for the last minute shoppers out there and, and we're ready for you. I would, I would say that, um, technology is still very, very important. Um, I think no matter what your budget is, we have a gift from some of the best brands in the golf industry for the golfer, uh, in your life. And we have, I have to say, uh, some of the best associates and instructors, the best in the business. And so, uh, you know, all the all the, the GPS rangefinders, the watches, those this time of year um, are, are kind of the cool items. You know, they're designed to improve performance. So whether it's the, you know, tech devices, um, the tech caddies or the GPS devices like Bushnell Torx, that you know, gives you the slope technology when you want it. And it's a device where you can actually take off the slope uh, technology so you can use it in tournaments, um, which is a really cool feature. Um, right. There's also the Bushnell. The Bushnell Patriot Pack, uh, uh, and and that is it, it has Jolt technology, and a lot of times you know when you're shooting those those range finders, you're not sure if you're hitting a tree or you're hitting a pin. So this this has this Jolt technology, and it's actually something the pros use, uh, you know, during their during their practice round. So that's that's the Bushnell V3 Patriot Pack, and then the Golf Buddy Voice actually provides distance with a touch of a button, and it's and it's under a hundred dollars. So those I I think are really great gift items for those that are. You know, also speed up the game. I, I love those range finders, whether they're watches or whether they're, you know, just the uh, range finders. I think they quickly speed up the game versus you having to, you know, walk off distance and things like that. You know, for those who want to pump music into their round, um, we have great speakers, the, the Puma and JBL speakers, the Bluetooth speakers. And I think you're seeing more and more people having fun during golf and listening to music while they're playing golf. And I think it's widely accepted. Uh, those Some of those that are traditional out there, they may not want to hear uh, some of the music. <laughs> yeah. But it's it, but and it's not necessarily a Caddyshack experience, but I think it's it's fun if people want to have, have a great afternoon and listen to some music. So we have those great speakers that fit right into the golf carts.
2: Ah, uh, that's very cool. And you know, you and I were talking a little bit about this, you know, uh, off the air prior to the show going live. But you know, you know, I love your your winter weather protection shop online. I know it may not feel like winter just yet, you know, everywhere around the country, many places it's been unseasonably warm, as you were saying, the the golf season has been extended for a lot of us, but, but we know winter's coming. We're not going to get away this easy, you know, all winter long. So talk a little bit about some of the great apparel that you have for folks like my father, who, you know, unless the superintendent, you know, isn't going to let him get out on the golf course, he's going to play regardless of what the temperature is. Talk about some of the things that we can, uh, that you guys have available to keep us warm when we uh when we're out playing on cold days sure i
3: i think probably the best gift value item in fact i actually was in the store probably a couple months ago and i called up uh the merchants um and vp merchandising i said i think there's a mistake i think there's a there's an error um there's an under armor quarter zip it's a it's a sweater fleece and it has the the storm technology and repels cold and wet and it's 69 dollars um i said this is a mistake because usually (laughs) you know just a golf shirt is around 65 dollars so that's an incredible buy that's an incredible buy and then you know footjoy has this this new hydrolite outerwear it's 100 percent waterproof and it's breathable and i think you're going to see in the future um i was in baltimore last week with under armor and they've come out and it's not for this season but next season um they've come out with some new lightweight out of wear that I think is going to be tremendous for the industry because it's you know a lot of times out of wear tends to be sort of bulky and noisy and and this tends to be quiet right. but you don't have to wait you don't have to wait until next year there's some great gift items and I think I think the Under Armour you know the the sweater fleece for sixty nine ninety nine you know you can buy that online or buy it in any of our stores that's a great item for for any golfer.
2: And you know did we have an experience. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of chilly out here in Atlanta today. And but uh, are you a guy like you like my father? You go out there and play, you know, regardless of the temperature.
3: You know, I I like to go to the range, uh, and and I know I'm going to stay warm by hitting a lot of balls. So uh, <laughs> there, I don't necessarily have to wear all this outerwear. I, I should say also that we have Nike polos, you know, in all kinds of colors and stripes under forty dollars. So there's still some great great values out there. Yeah. And and the I think the number one shoe this year is the FootJoy Hyperflex training shoe. You know, it's got the performance shoe with the mesh upper. Um, it's, it's it's designed for training, you know, for golf and other sports. And that's that that mesh feature. And I and so don't don't pass up a, a good new pair of shoes as well. Those are out there as well.
2: So, you know, what's what's the cutoff date for when you know we can go on uh, PGA Tour and still get our items delivered uh, prior to Christmas?
3: I think, I think it's two days. Um, I actually was on there this morning and we're into the 12th day of Christmas. So I think we have right. like a couple more days left. Um, but we have 23 stores all across the country. Um, so, um, there's, there's plenty of places that people can shop and, and not only just buy, um, you know, the apparel that we talked about and these, these, uh, technology items, but, you know, this is the time of year where, where football is also, you know, a popular sport and we have all of the team gear. So, you know, I heard the the commercial about all the cufflinks and things like that. People love those kinds of gifts. And we have, you know, we have head covers and divot tools and hat clips and towels, you know, logo golf balls from the favorite NFL and college teams uh, in every single market and a wide array on our, you know, on our website as well. So those are kind of fun stocking stuff for gift kind of items as well, uh, Mm -hmm. in addition to the other things we've been talking about. Uh, Or if you really want to step up, I mean, you know, there's been some really great innovative drivers, um, golf equipment that's come out just in the last few months. I mean, it's been very, very impressive what's come out, you know, certainly what TaylorMade's done with the M1 driver. It's the number one driver right. on the PGA Tour, so that's in the XR, you know, Callaway driver, you can now save $100 on that and there's still the G30, which is still you know one of the best sellers. There's the great big Bertha driver from Callaway, the Cobra Fly Z driver, the Titleist 915 driver, and the Nike Vapor driver. There's more selection. If anybody wants to buy their, their favorite golfer, a new driver. We have, we have all of those in stock.
2: And it's interesting, you know, this time of year, we also see a lot of, a lot of promotions around Titleist and, you know, and their Pro V1 and their Pro VX golf balls. I know you guys have a a promotion online as well. I think $39.99 for a, for a dozen of those. That, that seems to be the predominant golf ball out there. Certainly there are a million golf balls and, and and some other great ones, but uh, uh, Pro V1, Pro V1X is is certainly a a favorite than, uh, you know, it's it's a great to see that uh you've got a sale on those and then golf balls, again, you know, so many great things that you guys have available, but golf balls as well.
3: Yeah, people ask me all the time, you know, which ones should I buy? And I always tell them they should buy both. Uh Probably one and b one X. But you're right. <laughs> I think in terms of in terms of the, the number one gift item, uh, whether it be Father's Day or Christmas, uh it's a dozen uh, Doesn't title his golf balls. So um, the Callaway Chrome Soft is also a great seller as well. But certainly golf balls is is a great gift for for anybody. I'd say that and at this time because a lot of times our you know our our customers are really unsure what to get. Um, obviously gift cards is is very very popular at this time of year, and uh, mm-hmm. you don't have to make that tough decision. Give a give a great gift card to dad, or to whoever the favorite golfer is in your life.
2: And I think you know, there's something that you guys offer, Dick, that not not everyone may be aware of. But you've uh, got you, guys, you know, come in there, you can get you know your swing analyzed. You can you know talk about you know buying right off the shelf when you're going to buy some golf clubs. Well, you know one of one of the important things to do is get it fitted and get it fitted for your swing so that you can get the optimal performance. But those, those are some other things between the lessons and the fittings and and that sort of thing is some, you know, another service. That's fantastic that you, mean, you guys can do it year round. Obviously it's inside with the simulators and, uh, and your professionals, but uh, talk a little bit about that.
3: Thanks Chris for saying that. I mean, that's what I think separates us from, from everyone else in the golf industry and, I think you, you continue to see the, the not only just the avid golfer, but the casual golfer want to get better. And really, the the only way to get better is to get fit. And it used to be, you know, I used to say growing up, I used to know, you know, whether my swing speed was 85 miles an hour or 95 miles an hour, and I thought I was being custom fit for, you know, a regular shaft or a stiff shaft. Well, it's come so far from there, you know, with, with these simulators and the technology to be able to see, you know, ball speed and club speed, and also launch angle, and so we can we can really hone in um, the hundreds of shafts that we have in our store and it's not complicated and it 's not intimidating. I mean you just take a few swings and our fitters will be able to quickly quickly identify what you need in terms of you know if it's a low kick point high kick point, and be able to get you into the right shaft and the And The difference is not just distance because everybody's looking for distance, but you want consistency. You know, you want to narrow the dispersion in any of the shots, and I think that's what's real exciting about what we've been able to bring to the game. I mean, there's others out there that do that, but I would say close to 70% of the product that's sold in our store now on the equipment side is all fitted. I mean, there are still people that will pick it up right off the rack, but, I mean, more people, uh, why not? Try all the different equipment, see which one's the best, see which one's the best for you, and get fit
2: absolutely right yeah it it was certainly a huge benefit for me and like i say as a guy down here in atlanta and your kennesaw store just down the road from where i'm at but uh, i know that i got fitted there and it and it certainly did make a difference for my game and i'm sure it's going to make a difference for everybody so it's good to hear that more and more people we get to that 70 percent number that's great stuff and uh, like i said great service that you guys have to offer as well dick looking back over no please finish your thought
3: No, I was going to say, and it's all free. I mean, there's lots of places around America that will charge for fittings. And so we we do it all for free. And we actually fit for golf balls, too, which sounds a little absurd. But, you know, there's so many different golf balls out there. And, you know, we all compress it a little bit differently. We don't all, you know, have the same speed of Bubba Watson or, you know, Rory McIlroy. So um, we can actually identify what is the best ball for you. uh, And and that's an easy little free, fun five-minute little session as well. So. Uh, come on in and get fit for a golf ball.
2: There you go. So the, look, looking back over over this calendar year, I'm just. What are some of the fun events that you had the opportunity to be involved with?
3: Um, uh, boy, uh, I'd say. Uh, first of all, uh, it's coming up soon. I always love going to the PGA uh, merchandise show. I mean, I, yeah, uh, we get to we get to see a lot of products in advance, but. Everybody is there, all the manufacturers, and it's just like a toy, big toy store for for people in the industry. So I always enjoy going to that show. Um, I didn't get to many tournaments, but I did happen to get to the Masters this year, and what an unbelievable experience! That was like lightning in a bottle. Um, and what happened with Jordan Spieth? Um, it was it was obviously something very very special, and I think that really helped the game this year. I mean, it wasn't just Jordan though. Obviously, Jason Day had an unbelievable year as well and you know, I'm I'm so looking forward to next year because of that. So, I'd say I'd say the merchandise show, um the Masters, those are those are two, you know, real special events that I that I'm very, very fortunate to be able to attend.
2: Yeah. And you know, Dick as as the CEO of the PGA Tour Superstar, I imagine there are people pitching you product ideas left and right, you know, all the time. I'm, I'm just curious. What what are some of the more interesting concepts people have come up with uh, to approach you about? Well, <laughs>
3: um, I've got one, I think that's going to be coming up pretty soon. And it's uh, Gary McCord's got some stuff going on that uh, I'm, I'm interested to see, see what he's coming up with. Cause he's always an interesting individual as we know. So he's, he's <laughs> got some things, but I would say, you know where you see most of the unique things <laughs> is in training aids everybody thinks that they've got a training aid that's going to help you with your game whether it's your putting whether it's your swing and and I would say I mean I don't I can't say specifically what contraption. Yeah. I guess is probably the right term um, okay. but I think that's where we see them that's where we see the most unique i mean obviously the equipment is regulated by the USGA and the R&A so you you don't get to see too many unique things in the equipment side um and I think, you know, being a, a fairly traditional sport, but I would say in the training age, that's where you get certainly some of the most unique items pitched to us.
2: And as you mentioned a moment ago, the with the PGA merchandise show coming up next month, you know, I, I you know without you know maybe giving away you know trade secrets or anything along those lines, but uh, i you know everything is evolving. It seems like the golf industry, particularly on the golf club side, is almost like the computer industry. You know, by the time you buy you know one, there's a, the next one is six months out and it's going to be even bigger, better, what have you, than the next. But what, you know, what are you hearing going into the the merchandise show as some things that uh, might be new or different or better for the 2016 golf season?
3: Well, I think I think many of the manufacturers um and and you know we, we, it'd be hard to identify one but you know some of the new launches that even just came out like we talked about the M1 you know right. it didn't get to be the number 1 driver on the tour without it being an unbelievable product um and and it's amazing how each of these manufacturers uh Titleist for example um I'm I'm not a great golfer and i you know they wanted me to try their irons um and i couldn't believe how forgiving they were i mean most people would think you know with titleist you know you're going to have to be a you know a scratch golfer or whatever and they and they're moving into i wouldn't call it game improvement so much but when you look at um that that space of that type of you know mid mid handicap golfer um they've produced some amazing new equipment and i know Peng is coming out with some new equipment and that's going to be launched and so um, a lot of the, the new products uh, come out in the fall, but many are, are going to come out in, in January and February, right at the, right at the show, and they make a big splash. So, mm-hmm. I would say every manufacturer, and, and we have guys that test all the equipment, you know, from Nike to to Cleveland to Cobra. Um, it's amazing that the product actually can get better, given all the rules and regulations. Right. Some of it's the adjustability. Some of it's the adjustability, as we know, but they find new materials. Uh, Like Taylor May, being able to to combine, what do they call it, the unmetal wood, their first sort of unmetal wood with carbon and being able to, you know, utilize different materials for for all of the science, as you said, sort of like all the science in, in the game and being able to get, you know, the ball to do, you know, different things, better, higher launches and so on.
2: Yeah, that's that's one of, that's one of the things that I always marvel at every year because you know every year you know it's the you know the, the ball goes further you know this is going to hit it farther this is going to hit it straighter and all that sort of thing you know I just yeah, based on as you mentioned all of the rules you know with the USGA and the RNA for what you know what you can and can't do uh, with a golf ball or the golf club I always I mean how can how can it get better you know it seems like you've reached a you know, the, you know, the, the MOI of the ball, or you've reached, you know, the compression that you can do, but it is every year they're coming out with something else, something different and, uh, you know, more control and all that sort of thing. It does, it it boggles my mind how they're able to, you know, continue to refine and refine, whether it's the golf ball or the, or the golf clubs to actually make it better for, you know, for, you know, the the rest of us that aren't, that aren't at the pro level.
3: Yeah. I think many, many of these, uh, R&D guys, you know, they either came through NASA and I'm serious. I mean, they they're they've they're just geniuses. I mean, they're geniuses in what they do and so uh they they find new materials and new ways to make things thinner or be able to make them stronger. Um and so uh it's just it's just fun to see it all evolve and uh, it's exciting because equipment is really the most um fun part of our game, I think. You know, obviously we sell a tremendous amount of apparel and lessons and others. But when when new equipment comes out, uh, an exciting new equipment um, like what we're seeing now, you know that's what I think gets people excited and get them off the couch and in our stores and want to try this new equipment. Mm-hmm.
2: And Dick, I know you guys, you know you've been growing your retail locations. You mentioned it a little while ago, but uh, what new locations are set to open up for you guys around the country in 2016?
3: Um, we're probably gonna have um i'm gonna say about five new stores next year um we don't make that public, but um thinking about okay. that number we've we've got uh we've got three or four uh that we're working on right now um one that I can talk about uh is we're opening a new store in Tucson, Arizona in February and it'll be the largest store in the Tucson area and our fourth store in arizona um you know, we're looking at other markets to expand our brand, and, and uh, we've got some that are about to sign on lease or some that we have letter of intent. So we, we we remain focused on providing the most exciting interactive retail experience. We've seen consolidation, but in the markets that we've been going into, um, at the end of the day, the customer's been voting and been voting for us. And so there's, there's still opportunities, under, underserved markets out there and from a golf standpoint. And, again, what we bring um, from a technology and an experience standpoint as so long as we bring the experience, it was like my days at Home Depot um, or even in the NFL. You know, People didn't attend football games necessarily for the football game. They went for the experience. And as I said, mm-hmm. people don't go to a, a two-minute race in the Kentucky Derby just for their two minutes. They go for the whole experience. And so we have this mantra. Uh, we want you know, golf as a hobby and golf as a sport and golf as fun. And we want it to be fun and we want it to be experiential. And so that's what we continue to build, these these mega stores with you know, indoor driving ranges and largest putting, you know, greens that people will see indoor greens. And so uh, stacked with pros, teaching pros, pros that will fit you. And so all at great value. And, uh, and certainly in the, in the Northern markets, you know, here pretty soon, whether it be in New York or New Jersey or Chicago or Denver, um, people are lined up inside our stores, uh, you know, looking to use our practice bays. And so it's really, really fun that we can continue to grow the game of golf and, uh, and bring kids into the game, and and so that's that's sort of our goal in, in sixteen, and you'll see us uh, you'll see us add a bunch of stores uh, by this time next year, and, and many in some brand new markets.
2: That's great stuff. Good for you guys, and and you know Dick, we we talked a little bit about this last time, uh, but you know how influenced are you seeing the sale of items based on you know a guy who wins you know whether it's a you know the tournament that weekend. Or you know, when you look at you know certainly the majors like you you mentioned, Jordan Spieth after the Masters, or or a Jason Day after the PGA and his late run this season. How how big is the spike in, in sales for if a Jordan Spieth wins for Under Armour, or or a Jason Day with TaylorMade come that Monday?
3: Um, I don't think anybody was prepared for what happened after the Masters. Um, I mean, Under Armour has seen you know enormous spikes in their business. Uh, as a result of Jordan, just one player. I mean, really, he's, he's uh, just one player. But also, you know, nowadays, um, for years, um, all of these all of these tournaments are pretty much scripted, uh, scripted in the sense that uh, we all know what Ricky Fowler is going to wear on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Same with Rory, same with Jason Day. So whether it be Adidas, whether it be Nike, whether it be Puma, um, and so on, um, Under Armour, of course. You know, we we know what they're going to wear. We can showcase those in our stores. And fans want to wear what the pros are wearing. And the same thing holds true, um, you know, on the equipment side. And that's why, you know, you see the, these manufacturers try to do things differently with color because they want to be able to be identified or what they do with putters. You know, the the unique shape of the putter um, has been, you know, one of the main reasons that on TV people were seeing these putters. And people come rushing to our stores. It's amazing how quickly <laughs> they see somebody putting putter and making drop dropping lots of putts and they then they want that specific putter inside of our store so uh it definitely has influenced i think more than any other sport that I can think of. I mean they really we get to play with the same equipment that the pros play. Think about it. There's no real other sport um you know day in and day out that we get to do that
2: yeah no that's a that's an excellent point yeah that's a it's interesting to me. You know, based on you know what you see the guys wear or what you see the guys play, um, you know, and, I, and I've certainly been in your stores, uh, you know, on the Monday following uh, a major. I know I was there the, the Monday uh, after the Masters and the number of people that were over buying a navy blue under armor, just like Jordan Spieth wore you know, polo shirt. And, uh, and, and, you know, to your point, you guys have, you know, some great putting greens inside your locations and people in their putting with, you know, the putter that, that he would use. That's uh that's interesting stuff to me that, you know, that we, we are so influenced by not only what those guys play, but to get out there right away and to make sure that, that I have it by the time I have my next tea time the following weekend. That's, that's that's interesting stuff. I mean it's just like you know, we see in the, you know in, in any apparel, I, I imagine, buy, you know, by you know, you are going in, you know, here in Atlanta, you know, whether you've got a Matt Ryan jersey or your favorite Atlanta Falcon, you know, depending on the city that you're in. But uh to to be able to sport the same stuff uh that that the uh that your favorite pro wears is using out on the golf course. Great stuff, and that's interesting. Yeah. I love to see that.
3: If I, was, I guess if I was putting like Kenny Knox though, I probably wouldn't be changing putters. How's that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, and I'd be using it. And I know he's part.
3: coming I know he's coming up here soon. So, um uh, that's right. amazing the statistics that he that he's been able to to garner in his career. I mean, just unbelievable.
2: Exactly, right. Dick, uh, before we let you go, remind our listeners how they can follow you both uh, online and uh, the PGA Tour Superstore online and over social media as well.
3: Um best place is uh pgatoursuperstore.com. Um, and we've got everything right on that site, um, whether it be you know shopping online, whether it be products that that are in our stores, uh, locations of our stores. I mean, I think this year is going to be a really really exciting year. I'm saying 2016. I mean, we all we all know that um, you know this is the first time that we have golf in the Olympics since 1904. I mean, it's, right. it's changing the schedule, so the, you know, the PGA Championship is moving from August, I believe, up until July. So you know, we have both the, the Open and the PGA Championship, uh, you know, pretty much not back to back, but much closer than ever before, and then followed by the Olympics. And then let's not forget that the Ryder Cup is going to be in the United States, um, up at Hazeltine, up in, in um, Minnesota. So there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz. I mean, how can you match what's happened this year? Um, and even we had a meeting at East Lake during the, during the Tour Championship with Commissioner Fincham, and... And, and be, between television ratings being up, uh, and especially when you see these young guys, as we talked about, um, and there's more coming. But you know what Spieth has done, with Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, you know certainly you've got the, you know, the the Ricky Fowler's that could have a breakout year. I mean he had a you know great year this year, and Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson. I mean, there's just there's just more young guns. It's not just Tiger Woods anymore. And so we've got a really, really exciting year coming up. It's great exposure for our sport and great for our industry. So um, thank you for having me on today, Chris. I appreciate it. I wish you and all the other listeners a a happy holiday. And and let's, uh, let's look forward to a great 2016.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, Dick, to come back and join me again on the show this morning. Great having you. Here. it's uh, always a lot of fun to get to talk uh you know not only golf but uh, also with uh you know technology and the new things that you guys have coming up i hope you'll come back and do it again soon love to catch up with you after uh the uh, merchandise show maybe you get to hear what uh what's new and and exciting for 2016 but in the meantime uh merry christmas happy holidays to you and everyone at the pga tour superstore
3: same to you chris thank thank you for all you do for the sport of golf um can't thank you enough and and again happy holidays around the world, all of the men and women serving in the military, thank you for the sacrifices that you're making for our country. And uh, Merry Christmas to everyone.
2: All right. Thank you, Dick, very much. Take care. We'll catch up with you again, hopefully, real soon. Thanks. Bye. That is PGA Tour Superstore CEO Dick Sullivan. Great having Dick on the show and hearing all about the great stuff that uh, they've got, some last-minute stuff uh, for for those that are still shopping for Christmas. Or if you're downloading the show and you're hearing it as a podcast and it's after uh, Christmas, there's got some great after-Christmas sales uh, as well. So check them out online, pgatoursuperstore.com. All right, we're going to hear a couple of words uh, from some of our sponsors over at the the, uh, French Lick Resort and over at Sloop Military Golf Association. Hopefully we'll uh, have time, uh, Kenny Knox, hopefully will be joining us here on the other side of the break. So stick with us, and uh, we'll be back with you in just a few minutes.
0: You just can't beat this weather. The leaves are starting to change. It's the perfect time to get away to French Lick Resort and play the courses the champions play. This year, the Pete Dye course at French Lick has hosted the Senior PGA Championship and the Legends of the LPGA Championship. Play our Donald Ross course and feel like 1924 PGA Champion Walter Hagen. Fall is the perfect time to play the courses the champions play at French Lick Resort. Book our Hall of Fame package now at
2: FrenchLick.com. Would you join me this morning?
0: The Salute
1: Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country.
0: Golfers, has this happened to you? Great drive. Perfect second shot on the green. Only the three or even four putts? Shaking your head all the way back to the cart. I have good news. Help is on the way with the Seymour Putter. The Seymour Putter Company patented RST technology sets up the putter perfectly every time using a visible gun sight on the top line. Genius. It's like locking radar onto the target, in this case, the golf hole, putting the golfer in perfect position to make a reliable and consistent stroke. The 1999 U.S. Open, 2007 Masters, and 2015 British Open champions all used, you guessed it, the Seymour putter. So if you're ready to make more putts, take strokes off your game, log on to Seymour.com. That's S-E-E-M-O-R-E.com and put a Seymour putter in your bag
3: today. You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network.
2: All right, now back with me on the Seymour Putters guest line is Kenny Knox. Let me remind you about Kenny's background. He's from not too far down the road from from me down here in Atlanta. He's from Columbus, Georgia. Played his college golf at Florida State University and was named an All-American his senior season. Kenny won three times on the PGA Tour at the 1986 Honda Classic, the 1987 Hardee's Golf Classic, and the 1990 Buick Southern Open. He is one of the best putters of all time. In 1989, he set three putting records at the MCI Heritage Classic. Again, eight putts over nine holes, 18 putts over 18 holes, and 93 putts over the 72 holes. He is currently teaching golf in Tallahassee, Florida. Plus, he's got a great line. Of wedges and putters that you need to check out online at kennyknoxgolf.com really look fantastic and i am honored to have him back with me again next on the tee uh good morning kenny how you doing my friend
4: good morning chris did did, did i do all that
2: <laughs> indeed you did my friend good for you
4: uh well thanks i appreciate the intro <laughs>
2: Kenny, be, before we get in, into all the golf stuff, right? We're we're a week away from uh, we're inside a week uh, uh, until Christmas. So I'm curious as I asked my prior guest, uh, Dick Sullivan from the PGA Tour Superstore, what 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 are some of the favorite things that Santa's brought you uh, in the past?
4: <laughs> well, if it had anything to do with golf, it worked for me because that's where where my passion is. So uh, I used to love to. Uh, travel a lot overseas and things like that and sometimes uh all the christmas holidays and thanksgiving were kind of getting away so the good things that were brought to me were just uh get to play golf every day
2: so so is that you know is that what's on the on your list this year for santa or what, what'd you ask santa for this year
4: well you know i am santa <laughs> I, I know i'm going santa i am santa so i'm the one given so but uh, it's been it's been a great run, and and I don't really ask for a whole lot. Uh, great weather in Florida right now, and and we've really enjoyed that, and had a great opportunity to get out of place of golf and play some golf in this good weather, and and not really looking forward to the cold stuff coming. But I know it's, it's bound to happen.
2: And one last Christmas question for for you, K. What's your go-to Christmas movie? What's your favorite Christmas movie?
4: My favorite Christmas movie. Would have to be uh let's see here, the one with uh it would be is a Christmas vacation with uh Jimmy Chase and
2: Right and those guys. Right.
4: That 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 was hilarious. And also like the Home Alone. The Home Alone I think is fantastic as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, my father's favorite, so good choice. Yeah. So so Kenny, update us. What what's going on at Kenny Knox Golf? Talk about all the great things you're doing.
4: Well Chris, we're uh we've got uh, our putter line is doing fantastic. Uh I I've been doing quite a few demo days actually in the Atlanta area and uh and had a lot of success up here. Uh, actually I'm headed to Atlanta right now. But uh we've we've got a lot of putters out there. Uh you guys keep your eyes open for them, and if you see something you like, let me know. But uh we've expanded the line quite a bit. I've got now I've got 26 different right-handed putters and uh, and 12 different left-handed putters, so it's a quite a diverse uh, line of putters that and it, it gives the uh, the golfer an opportunity to uh, my whole deal is is teaching people how to line up and as we've talked about before the alignment thing is so you know that you line up uh, different putters different ways and what my whole focus is 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 training people uh how to line up properly with the proper putter for their the way they actually line up so if I have a heel shafted offset putter I'm going to line that that putter up different than I would line up a uh a center shafted uh straight putter and so it's it's a and also you know, you got to get a putter that works with your stroke. A lot of people have a square stroke, one where they don't open the blade up too much, and then and then someone may have one that, that opens up and then squares up an impact and then releases. And so we have to figure out what type of stroke you have and which putter to put you in. So we've been fitting people for uh, length and why, obviously, but the alignment thing is huge. And also, uh, what type of putter you should be using according to the type of stroke that you have.
2: So that's, that's interesting. You know, mo- most of us are trying to, you know, change our stroke to, you know, to, to be a better stroke. And it seems like, you know, one of your philosophies is more, well, let's get you the right putter based on what your natural stroke is so that you can make more putts. Is that, is that right?
4: That's exactly right. When I teach putting, I, I teach this. There's three things in putting. The first is alignment. So I teach people how to line up properly. The second is mechanics. And so, if they don't have the proper mechanics, and I break it down and make it very easy, where you can actually, you just want to, your, arms, your shoulders, arms, hands, and putter head all become one unit, where you can just rock your shoulders, or you can even use your, your, uh, your, your stomach uh, to uh, move the putter back and through without without using your hands. And so, uh, and then the third thing is, is trust. So it's so very important once you get lined up you start trusting and then when you have the proper mechanics it's a lot easier to trust when you know you're lined up and you got good mechanics
2: and and kenny one of the things that you mentioned on your site and you and you just talked about it and you know part of it here is that 85 percent of the golfers can't aim their putter right but you also say 90 percent of us can't get the ball to roll soon enough talk about what you mean by you know not getting the ball to roll soon enough, and then how your laser fitting system can help fix that.
4: Well, that's a great, you know, that's a great point, and and it's so very important. You know, when I was playing the tour, we didn't have the luxury of, of having the technology that there is today. However, the one thing that really hasn't changed in the technology is is a constant loss on the putter. Most putters have uh, uh, three to four degrees loft of the putter. So in order to get the ball rolling, and, and consequently most people are actually adding loft at impact. So if you add two degrees at impact with a four degree lofted putter, you're launching that ball at six degrees. So there's no way to get that ball on the ground quick and have it rolling with true roll on it, because this, when, it, when you launch it, it has to come down at some point and hit the ground and that imparts spin on the ball. And also it may hit something when it comes down and, and throw it off line. And so what uh what we've done is we've determined that the ideal launch angle is two degrees on a putter. So how do you get to that two degrees with a four degree launch of putter? You know, I would recommend that you go see Dave Stockton and and learn how to de loss the putter to impact in order to achieve that two degrees loft. Now, the other thing you can do is you can come see me and change anything in your stroke, because the way my putters are designed uh, was less loft at the bottom of the putter than the top of the putter, when you hit a putt on the upswing or adding loft, you're actually achieving that two-degree loft. And then when you're de-lofting the putter, you go from a higher loft to a lower loft. And so you're always at that two degrees. If you hit it perfectly square, you're two degrees. So the optimal goal is to to be at that two degrees at impact. And so what I've done is designed a putter that will give you that opportunity. If you add loft or dead loft or hit it square, you're always around that two degrees, which gives you the better roll. So the first thing I do when I teach someone how to putt or actually what I'm trying to sell them a putter, is i put them on the roll board and I show them the difference. It's kind of like uh, when you're putting early in the morning and you see how the dew, when you hit a putt in the dew, the ball will fly and hit and bounce, and you can actually see how it bounces and then starts rolling. Well, on our roll board, you can see how the ball rolls immediately with our putters as compared to the way the ball rolls with a typical four-degree loft. And pretty much what we do is, i designed the putter to get the ball rolling quicker and gives it more of a true roll, Chris.
2: And, and Kenny, not only do you have a wonderful line of putters, but you also make a line of wedges. Talk about what makes your brand of wedges, you know, better than, you know, better than everyone else's.
4: Well, everybody that puts a wedge in their hands, one of my wedges, I get nothing but positive feedback from them. I actually – I kind of went in with Jose Maria Othauble. Uh He has a line of wedges in, in Europe called the Chima line. And he designed my wedges, uh, and we're kind of a, a sister company of his. And what we did was Sebi Balasares taught us both how to grind our no wedges. And I remember being in the PGA championship at Oak Tree back in the uh, late 80s, and actually, uh, Sebi had taught me how to grind my wedge. And I was showing Roger Cleveland what Seve had taught me. Roger, of course, is a famous uh, wedge maker that is now with Callaway Golf, but originally was the uh, owner of Cleveland Golf. And so Roger was intrigued by what what uh, the way I was grinding my wedges, and it was just what Seve had taught me. It allows you to open the wedge up properly, and it it, it gives bounce in the in the uh, where it should be on the club. You can open it up or square it up and you have the proper bounce. Uh, It it forms a type of a, so we have a heel bounce and a toe bounce ground off. And so what it does to the actual uh, sweet spot of the club is it raises the center of gravity on the sweet spot so the ball will stay on the club face longer. Now, why do you ask? you, You ask, it. why is that important? Well, if you've ever hit a chip shot, and you hit it perfect, and you know you hit it perfect, and then you hit what you think is the same swing the next time, and the ball climbs up the face, and it comes out a little bit high with no spin on it. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The ball did not stand the club face long enough. You want to learn uh, that you want a more consistent ball flight with your chipping and more consistent spin rate on your chipping when you hit a when you hit a chip shot or even a full shot out of the fairway. So what we do is we increase your your uh, odds on on uh, the ball staying on the club face longer and, and getting a more consistent shot out of your wedges.
2: And and Kenny, you are you're such a great putter and, and you've got so many great videos on your site again, Kenny dot com. What, what and you say on there, you know, good technique eliminates bad nerves. What, what are some things that we can do to keep our minds focused, you know, particularly on those three- to four-foot, you know, knee knockers?
4: Oh, that's a great question, and, and the, it's an easy answer to that. Most people focus actually on their hands when they're putting. They're not really focusing properly. You know, a lot of people look at the golf ball when they're putting, but they're actually focusing on their hands and what the putter's doing. You ever caught yourself watching the blade watching the blade go back and come back, and you're trying to put it back to square. Yeah. Well, most people do that, and, and that's something that's very common. Uh, what you actually want to do is, is is a fine thing where you actually focus. What I try to do is focus on my shoulders, just just actually rocking back and through. If you just put your hands together out in front of you and uh, and just rock your shoulders, you'll notice that your hands go as your shoulders go, but if you if you focus on your hands and just move your hands, there's a very inconsistent pattern to what your hands do uh, in that situation. So you want to focus your mind on your shoulders and not your hands when you're stroking the putt, and then according to how far you want to hit the balls, how far you take the putter back, and you want to be consistent on the length you take it back as the length as you take it through. So there should be some sort of consistency there. In other words, you don't want to take the putter back eight inches and and come through and stop at two inches on the way through. So you want to go back eight inches and come through eight inches according to how far you want to hit the putt, obviously how fast the greens are. But on a short putt, just really focus on your shoulders rocking back and through, back and through. And you're right, Chris, you can get those on my videos on my website, the kingoxgolf.com website. And I have a number of short game videos there that you can learn quite a bit from. And it's all sure dive.
2: And, and Kenny, I'm curious to get your thoughts about you know the, the the technique that Jordan Spieth uses on some of his you know shorter putts, where he's looking at the hole and not down you know at the ball or you know he's, you know focused on what's in front of him and he's not looking down and and, and holding his head still. And some of the things that that uh, you know we've all sort of learned throughout the years. What do you make of that technique?
4: I love it because, you know, uh, Jordan, he learned how to putt cross-handed. He never ever putted any way he cross-handed. And so uh, it's very natural for him. So he has a natural shaft lean at address. So all he needs to do, if you notice, his hands never break down. And so what he's doing, he's just he's concentrating more on the field. A lot of times when we focus just on the golf ball, that's when our hands react. So he's actually taking his eyes off of the golf ball and just focused on the whole field. Actually, in the second golf tournament, I won up the Hardy's Classic, I came down and had to make a five-foot putt, kill Morgan on the 18th hole, the 72nd hole, and I actually thought about closing my eyes when I hit the putt. So, <laughs> it, it's, But I didn't do it. I just kind of focused my eyes and trusted what I'd been doing the whole week because it had been working for me. But I actually thought about closing my eyes uh, at that point. So you really want to take the focus off of just focusing your eyes on the golf ball, because what the tendency there is, when you get the putter back to the ball, you tend to stop on it. So what he's doing is simply making sure that he's just moving his shoulders back and through and not using his hands in impact. And and as a result, he gets a good feel for how far he hits the ball. And he just trusts that the path of the stroke is correct. And the ball was starting the correct path.
2: And to the hole like he envisioned it doing. And to that, to kind of putting our know, arms around everything we've talked about so far, Kenny. What 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 is something that you see that we amateurs, you know, consistently do wrong that could that could help us either, you know, with our short game and our you know our, our chipping, or that you see us in our technique when we're when we're on the greens trying to putt.
4: Well, the, the one word that comes to my mind, Chris, and I, and I love your questions, is connection. You must you must maintain a connection uh, throughout your stroke, whether it be a putting, uh, whether you're putting or whether you're chipping. And on these videos that I teach, uh, I, I talk about connection. And if you could visualize just uh, having an extension from the from the butt end of the putter uh, to the point in which is uh, in front of your belt buckle on your in your stomach. And that 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 point would would remain consistent back and through. So, if there's a distance, a distance, for instance, of four or five inches from the end of your putter to that point at your, at your, in front of your belt buckle, uh, that that distance never changes. So when you rock your shoulders and maintain that unit and that connection, when you rock your shoulders back and through, that point will always be at the same. Uh, constantly back and through your stroke. And you never increase or decrease the distance in which uh, that point between the butt of your club and the point in front of your belt buckle uh, is. So, therefore, you maintain your connection, and you never break down in your stroke. Your hands never break down, and you never decelerate uh, if you just simply rock your shoulders back and through. So connection would be the thing. Chipping stroke is the same thing. That point is al always the same back and through, and in order to achieve that uh you'll see on the video uh that in the back swing you simply roll your forward arm uh you rotate the club face open and keeps that point uh at your and then you rotate your belt buckle through to achieve the amount of distance you want to hit the ball, fly the ball, or uh let the ball run out so you can see it much easier on the videos as I instruct you there.
2: And Kenny, for for people who are not who are not as familiar with your story and coming up through you know through the game of golf as others, you know your father introduced you to the game of golf at age nine. And a, age nine, and by the time you were twelve, you were already you know shooting par. You know it, it takes most of us decades just to get bad at the game. What enabled you to be so good so quickly?
4: Well, I, I think that I certainly was fortunate enough to, uh, to to be a good young athlete. I love baseball. I think it's very important as a as a child to play sports, get a good hand-eye coordination. Uh, my family was also very good uh, billiard or pool players, so they gave me a lot of imagination, a lot of touch, a lot of feel. Uh, I would sit for hours and watch my brothers and my dad play pool, and, and of course, I would practice at that as well. Uh, I think that's how I became such a good putter, also a good chipper. Uh, but I think the obviously the you know playing every day and, and being fortunate enough to, to get out on the golf course and practice and play and just having a real a real passion for the game. Uh, I grew up in a, a a Columbus Country Club, which was a a a golf rich uh, town in Columbus, Georgia. It had many. Great amateur golfers and professionals come through Columbus, Georgia, and had a great junior program. So I was able to compete at a, a high level early. Uh, won my 12 by 12 and under age division by 27 shots in the Southeast Southeastern Junior Amateur uh, one year, and and just uh, very fortunate to to have the life that I've had. Uh, and so consequently, as a result. I don't mind teaching adults, but I much, much more enjoy teaching youngsters uh, how to play golf and, and uh, I don't tell you about it, but I'd probably pay them if they'd let me teach them.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that on the down low, Kenny. So
4: Okay, I appreciate that.
2: Kenny, it, it, it wasn't an easy road for you to get, to get on tour. You went through Q School several times. I'm curious, was. Was the pressure of competing and getting your card at Q School harder than it was dealing with the pressure playing out on tour?
4: I I really think that the qualified school is the, the hardest thing that any any uh, aspiring uh, golfer will ever go through, aspiring professional golfer. It is, it is the most difficult and pain. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you how bad it was. First of all, it took me seven tries to get my tour card the first time. Now I will qualify that saying we used to do it twice a year. So we had two miserable weeks twice a you know, uh twice a year uh back when I was coming up. But uh one year my wife was actually caddying for me and we came down the last hole and, and the weather was really tough, the scores were going going pretty high and I was trying to figure out a way to get to the house and came to the last hole of Hugh School and I had a beautiful drive down there and had just a nine iron into the into the pen. I didn't know if I needed a birdie, a part a bogey to get my tour card. So I, I said, well, nine iron. I got to go for the flag. So I hit this beautiful nine iron. The wind hit it, knocked it down, and ended up coming up short in the water. And uh, as we were, as we were walking to drop the ball uh, in the, you know, from the hazard, my wife was just crying. <laughs> so here yeah. I am, trying to get my tour card. Caddy's crying, and uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to keep it together. And somehow I hit a wedge, you know, in there, tightened up, and made about a six-foot putt for bogey, and finished 17th to get my tour card. So
1: wow! It
4: was we were we were glad we got it, but that just gives you a little bit of a, a a story behind how difficult and how nerve, uh, you know, how it can really be take uh take a toll on your nerves that week. And it's the most relieved you have ever been when you get your tour card, and then the hard work begins because now you're. You're hitting balls in between Jack Nichols and Tom Watson, and all you can do is hear the how, how great the ball sounds coming off their club, and, and you're wondering how you can figure out how to get that ball to come off your club face the same way.
2: And and to to that point, Kenny, you've had the opportunity to play, you know, with and against some of the greatest golfers of all time. Did did you uh, ever seek those guys out or anyone in particular out to sit down and, and, and talk, whether it's about – technique or strategy or or that sort of thing or or the mental side of the game to help improve your game along the way?
4: Well, you you must know my story pretty well, Chris. I tell you, uh, I've got some great stories. In fact, I've actually started writing a book because I just, you know, I should call it me and Jack, you know, because what I did was I had some great advice from a really great mini tour player, Larry Mallory, who also played well, on the Champions Tour, but he played a little bit on the regular tour. He said, Kenny, when you get out on tour, I want you to go to the best players and and ask them uh, if you can get some strouds in with them, and and that way, when you start playing good golf and you get paired with them on the weekend, you won't choke your brains out. You know, just wondering <laughs> what they think of your golf game. And so that's what I did. I, I was fortunate enough in 1982 at the um, U.S. Open, I was uh, at Pebble Beach, I was standing on the first tee, and, and, uh, and I was standing there, and this is a long story, but I'll make it real short, uh, and all of a sudden I see the crowd, uh, moving, moving towards the first tee, and of course, it's a practice round, you, you had to sign up for the practice rounds at the U.S. Open back in those days, and so I put my name on the, the sheet, and I'm standing there waiting to tee off by myself, and, and all of a sudden this crowd's moving my way, and, I'm starting to wonder who in the heck that is gonna be behind me and up to the crowd of uh Tom Weiskopf and Jack Nicholas. And so I was I was fairly petrified Just so they went and they looked at the saw my name on the T sheet and and uh said, Hey hey Kenny, you uh do you mind if we join you? And I said, Uh well I had two choices at that time and the, 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 <laughs> the first one was uh not good the second one was maybe worse because I happened to say yes and and so after I finally got my ball to the tee and and with my first tee shot, I was off off with two of the greatest players of my day, you know, and, and two of my superheroes at that time. And and uh, and so after I started after I won my first tournament in 1986, I uh, I went to Jack and said, Hey Jack, I'm in the Masters now, and, uh you mind if we play a practice round? And and so he said, Sure, that'd be great. So. I started playing practice rounds with Jack, and usually Jack and I would play Greg Norman and whoever. And so we always had great practice rounds at the Masters, and then we played the PGA and the U.S. Opens. And, and one year I went over and qualified for uh, the, the Open Championship at St. Andrews, and I, I went straight from the qualified site to the to the uh, to St. Andrews. And, and my wife was like, "What's the hurry?" I said, "I got to find Jack." I got to play a practice round with him, and so I, I went and found Jack, and I said, hey, can we play a practice round, and he said, yeah, wow, what's the big deal, he says, I said, well, it'd be, a, it'd be a, a grand slam, he says, what are you talking about, I said, we played the U.S. Open, we played the Masters and the PGA, but this would be a grand slam for me, so uh, <laughs> we played the, we played two practice rounds that week, and I played with me and uh, Tom, Paul Azinger and I actually played Jack, against Jack and Tom Watson that week, and we also played a practice round with Lee Trevino. So, hey, it's it's good to know people, and it's good to be, you know, uh, I, I'm glad I got that good advice to go up and, and try to play with these great players. And they're so nice to play with you, but it, it does help you when you get in those situations to kind of not be as nervous and not be as concerned about what they're thinking about you.
2: And it's interesting, Kenny, last time you and I spoke, you had talked about uh, you know getting together with Jack, I think, earlier this year and, and giving him, uh, I think, one of your putters to test out. Did he ever give you feedback on the putter?
4: Yeah, actually, what happened was I went down I fit Jack for uh, Jack and his son, Jackie. This was last year, and uh, I fit him for putters, and I put Jack on my alignment system. And Jackie was a little bit all over the board, so I had to find the right putter that fit him. And Jack was actually in my, what I call my 5% club. And there's about 5% of the people that I fit, That it doesn't really matter which putter you put in their hands, they line it up perfectly. I've had Jack do that, and I've got a 15 handicapper about off of Georgia that's done it, and I've had a few other people that have done it, but but not very many out of about 500 different people that i fit. And so uh, I've got a 75% of the people are all over the board, and 20% of the people are pretty consistent with the direction. But you still need to you need to dial them in. And then there's five percent, it doesn't really matter which which style putter I put in their hand, they line it up perfectly. And Jack was one of those guys. And so uh, it really didn't matter which putter I put in his hand, because he's going to putt good with pretty much anything.
2: Which is, which is interesting. You know, it's not surprising to know that the greatest golfer of all time could, could line up with anything and, and, and get it right. That's, I guess, just another piece to, you know, what makes him as great as he is. But it, talk about, you know, and you talked about you know, this at the beginning when we, you know, of the segment, but, you know, what, what do we do? When, you, when you're giving people and we're all over the board, what are we doing wrong uh, based on the type of putter? What makes us you have to align, you know, the putter differently based on the style of putter that we have in our hands?
4: Well, typically, if you're lining up to the left, if you're right, assuming you're a right-handed golfer, and in my laser system, the Knox laser system, and you typically line up uh, most putters to the left, uh, then what I do is I put you in more of an offset-type putter, and that will bring you back more to the center uh, or to the target. Now, if you line up everything to the right, and you're in an offset putter, then I'll, I'll take you to a no-offset putter, and will bring you back to the left, so uh it makes a big difference uh, and uh there's also things that that uh I can do, like for instance, ball position is very important if if you're lining everything up to the right, typically your shoulder's gonna be closed and the ball's going to be too far back in your stance. If you're lining everything up to the left, then typically the ball's too far up in your stance, and your your shoulder's gonna be open so I can adjust your ball position and your shoulder alignment, which is also going to help the path of your stroke. If you get the path of your stroke down where well, you don't have to think about it when you're over a putt, then you can just rock your shoulders and not have to worry about it. Then the ball comes out of what I call the correct barrel. And so it's a, it's, a, it's just a process that I go through in the fitting system that uh, allows you to be the absolute very putter, best putter you can be. Most people think they're bad putters because they have bad nerves. And that's why I say and I always have said good technique eliminates bad nerves because if you've got good mechanics with the proper ball position, the proper alignment, then there's no reason to ever play bad. All you have to do is trust it. And it's a lot easier to trust it if you've got a good alignment with the good mechanics combination with the right putter in your hand
2: and Kenny, just a couple more before we let you go. One of the, one of the worst parts of my game is getting up and down out of the bunkers. Talk what what tip would you have for me or our listeners who also struggle with with bunker play for helping us, you know, be more consistent and get up and down once we find ourselves in a sand trap?
4: Well, the bunker is very interesting. It's totally different than any other shot I teach. What I teach with bunkers is pretty much a full arm swing and the biggest factor in bunkers is getting the club up, getting it down, and getting it back up. And you always want to keep the club face open in a bunker. You never want to square the club face up in the bunker unless you're hitting a very lie, which is a totally different technique. But just to say a normal shot, you want to pretend that you're up against the wall with, the, with the, the toe of your club. You want to swing that club up the wall, down the wall, then back up the wall. And I use what I call my helicopter swing or my ferris wheel swing. And you can see that on my videos as well, where the club goes up, down, and back up the wall, and then all the way around with the club face never closing up and never squaring up. What that does is it gets the ball up and out, using the proper bounce of the club so that you're not digging into the sand and that uh, the ball will get up and out of the sand and land softly. Now, we'll not have as much spin as you would have if you if – you, uh, if you use a different technique, where you cut across it or something like that, but it has a more consistent spin. Where when it lands, you you have better control distance. Where the ball will roll more consistently out to the hole. So it's a higher percentage shot as well. Technique that I perfected is one that I teach in my my sand instruction, and it's also on my website.
2: And and Kenny, you know, wedges have several different kinds of grooves nowadays. There's is is there a particular groove type that you prefer and that you find it is actually better for weekend golfers? You
4: know, the grooves, I think, are, they're all, I would say, they have to be legal, obviously, uh, and they've made them now where I guess there are wedges that are, some wedges are better than others, but obviously the newer wedges are going to spin the ball better than the older wedges. In other words, if you practice a lot out of the sand using your wedge and hitting, uh, if you're practicing hitting uh, balls on the range using your wedges, you're you're wearing those grooves down because you're hitting hard golf balls and you're hitting uh, your sandblast in that face. I hardly ever practice uh, out of the sand. I hardly ever hit my sand wedges when I'm hitting range balls because it wears, it wears the grooves down so fast. So that's the biggest thing is not wearing the grooves down. But, you know, with, with the new technology, they still have to remain within the the rules of golf. So they're all pretty consistent with the the, the groove depth and the, the configuration of the groove. I don't know that one would really uh, work better than the other, other than the fact that they're new. If you, and to prove that point, when I was with Roger Cleveland, out of Callaway one time, he had a whole display rack of Phil Mickelson's wedges. I said, "Why in the heck do you have so many of these wedges?" He says he uses a new wedge every week that he plays, so wow. he has the same, uh, same exact, uh, uh, identical wedges, but they're different wedges every week that he plays.
2: Wow, that's amazing to know that he's uh, he's wearing grooves out that quickly, or or, you know, always staying with, you know, with, with a pristine item. But, you know, we all have our superstitions. Kenny, yeah, remind our really listeners. No, go ahead.
4: No, I was just going to say, it really wasn't a superstition. It's just smart because the groups are brand new, so obviously you're going to get better spin on the group. Off the right.
2: Ball. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm with you. Kenny, uh, before we let you go, remind our listeners how they can follow you both online and over social media as well.
4: Yes. it's everything just remember Kenny Knox Golf. So it's it's Kenny dot com and it's uh you could it's, it's Kenny Knox uh at gmail dot com, Kenny Golf at Gmail dot com if you wanna and you can also go to my Facebook, it's Kenny Knox Golf or just Kenny Knox and and also my Twitter account is Kenny Knox Golf.
2: That's great stuff. Kenny, thank you so much for taking time out of, you know, your your drive now, obviously here to Atlanta to to be a part of the show with me again. It, it's always a pleasure and a privilege to get the opportunity to to pick your brain a little bit and hear the, you know, the great things that you're doing, you know, with with your with, with Kenny Knox Golf and kennyknoxgolf.com and the videos that you have and the equipment that you've got available for all of us. It's uh it's really great and I can't thank you enough for uh, for being a part of the show again with me this morning.
4: Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I really enjoyed it always. It's been a great way to uh, to get the word out there and and also break up a drive a little bit. So thank you for that.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Kenny, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. We look forward to the opportunity again uh, to catch up with you hopefully real soon.
4: All the best and Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to all you guys out there armed uh, forces. We, We just love you. Depend on you so much. We appreciate you.
2: Thank you for adding that in, Kenny. Take care, safe driving, and uh, we'll catch up soon, my friend.
4: Okay, Chris, thanks. All right.
2: That is Kenny Knox again. Kenny Knox, got, uh, KennyKnox.com. Great stuff on there. He's got a lot of great videos. I highly recommend it for this short game and, uh, in, like I say, his uh, his wedge line and his and his putter line. Fantastic stuff. Really, check it out. You're going to be very happy with uh, with all the things that you get to see on Kenny's site. All right, folks. It's uh, it's about time for me to put a bow on this episode. Uh, before we do, I want to remind you again about the Sloop Military Golf Association. You heard the ad from Jim Estes a little bit ago. Please go online and check them out to see how you can get involved. And and uh, if you know somebody that is in, in need of help, uh, you know you know that's been you know injured in the line of duty and loves the game of golf or would like to learn the game of golf, they're doing so many wonderful things there. It's at SMGA dot org all right it's i can't thank you enough for you know letting me be a part of uh, of your day and choosing to listen to today's show my sincere thanks to dick sullivan and kenny knox for joining me today and making today so much fun for me to be a part of i hope you enjoyed it as well please also check out our sister show thursday night tailgate with me and my co-host bob lazari and our announcer joe la that show airs live every thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m eastern time you can find us streaming there live on Blog Talk Radio, on Armed Forces Radio Network.org as well. That show, like this one, is also available on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Player.fm, SoundCloud, so many places. Podbean is also joined on with us, so you can find us on Audio Boom. So we're available everywhere. Please check us out online and, and stream or download our show from any of those wonderful sites. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we are joined every week by legend and stars from around the NFL and the CFL. Please check out both shows on Facebook. Again, Thursday Night Tailgate, Next on the T with Chris Mascaro. Give us a like. Share your your thoughts and comments with us. Those are important to us as well. And you can find us online. This show is nextonthetee.net. That's our website, thursdaynighttailgate.com. On the football side, like I say, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free and keep up to date with who some of our future guests are going to be by checking out both sites. All right, folks. Thank you again for choosing to listen to today's show. We appreciate you guys the very most. Until next week, hit him straight, my friends.
1: You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Christmas Carol, where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors, and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Saturday to hear more stories about the game we love from the people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf
2: Great things are happening at your friendly neighborhood Safeway. Stop by and see all the things that make a supermarket just better. Like new low everyday prices on family favorites. Shop with your club card and pick up bananas for an incredible 48 cents a pound. And for an easy, delicious dinner, get whole roasted chicken for only $4.98. Bigger selections, friendlier smiles, lower prices. Safeway, it's just better.
3: and this is my impression of a drill instructor directing a musical.
2: Town what? Get those tap heels in line and let me see those jazz hands! Are you bundling your home and auto insurance
3: through Progressive? Can you hear me through those sequins? Bundle your home and auto through Progressive and save. Lift, lift, left, and step I'll change. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Home insurance provided and serviced by other select insurers.